You're listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast presented by Arizona Lottery. Don't forget to get out and buy your holiday scratchers today. All right, with Jason Shear, I am Mike Luke. We have a lot to get to this show. We have Arizona basketball on the agenda, hard to believe. Here's my wallet, just in case you didn't know. We have uh, Arizona football and um, condolences are needed. I am playing hurt. I have an ear infection. I don't know that I've had an ear infection since my I had tubes put in my ears when I was like one. But Sheer, I'm here, you're here, and you know what? That's going to make my ears feel better. You're a warrior. You know, people uh, get injured and they don't play through injury. Look at you. I have amoxicillin on deck. <laughs> Very excited. Um, all right. Now, uh, Arizona-Purdue, and we're going to get to a lot of Arizona football here as well, but Arizona drop, uh, loses to Purdue. Arizona drops to four. We have uh, – um, now – Obviously, the one thing that we want to get to is Bruce Pascoe's poll. Bruce has Arizona at five. Um, I was a little sure you called it. You said that Bruce would have Arizona at five. I thought he would have Arizona at six. Bruce came through. Um, I'm all right. I'm all right with this to have Arizona at four. The only one that bothers me a little bit is that I don't understand Houston necessarily. I know they're undefeated, but they played absolutely nobody. Yeah, I, I looked at Houston's schedule. I tweeted the same thing a minute ago. Houston's toughest opponent is Utah, maybe Texas A&M. So, I mean, but that's Houston every year. They don't really do it. The, I mean, Houston could have, they can run it running the table. Well, well, they're in the big, they don't, they start the big 12 this year. So I don't think they're going to run the table. Oh, that's right. Big 12. So they got yeah. Texas State, Penn, West Virginia, Iowa State, TC. They could theoretically win their next. Like, they don't go and play Kansas until February. Yeah, but see, that's I guess that's my problem is I just don't know that I can look at Arizona's resume where you beat Michigan State, you beat Wisconsin, you beat Duke, and you lose to Purdue at Purdue. And I that's where I have a little bit of a – that's where I have a little bit of a problem with it. But be that as it may, I guess it's not the worst thing in the world. No, I mean, look, if we're doing it the way we should be doing it, it's one Arizona – I'm sorry, right. one Purdue, two Arizona, three Kansas, four UConn. I got no problem with that, but either way, we now we need to talk about the Purdue game. Um, I am all right with this loss. Now, again, there's things about this loss I do not like. Um, I do believe that Arizona is the best team in the country. I do believe that if they play Purdue on a neutral court, they will beat them. But sheer, this was disappointing, though, more so than anything, because first of all, how lackadaisical the Wildcats were in this game. You can't just give up open threes left and right to white guys. <laughs> I, uh, you know, it. The loss didn't bother me. Um, you know, Arizona wasn't going to go undefeated, blah, blah, blah. But I agree. The way Arizona lost. Like, I didn't come away from that game thinking, man, Purdue is just a much better team than Arizona. Now, I came away thinking of that game. Why couldn't you just guard Fletcher Lawyer a little bit better? Why are Arizona's guards? Like, there was a play that still sticks out today where Pella and, and Kylan didn't communicate yeah. at all. I think it was lawyers hitting the three, and Pell and Boswell are still talking. Like, why did you go get him? Why did you go get him? And lawyers just already back on defense. It it was really weird. After the game, Tommy Lloyd said that maybe he made things too complicated for the players with their defensive shifts and all that, so maybe that was a thing. But the communication was just completely off, and that's not normal for an Arizona team. The, the and and it was just careless basketball. I know the turnovers weren't as bad as it seems, but there were three straight turnovers going down the stretch. Um, and, you know, and let's be honest here: the Tommy Gun is an awesome, awesome, awesome coach. That needs to be said. My mom said I was too harsh on the Tommy Gun in the post game show. Mom, sorry. Um, but. 
there were some questions. There were this was an this was an interestingly coached game here. Matt Painter definitely got the best of Tommy Lloyd in this game. Yeah, I told you Matt Painter was a good coach, and you mocked me. All right, here I gotta give Shear some credit. The my bad Jason Shear movement, the hashtag my bad Jason Shear movement is in full effect. Shear messages me and he said, "Who should I give the edge to, Painter or Lloyd?" And I said, "Lloyd, duh, back the A." And then Lloyd, Painter went out and again, it's a learning experience, but uh, he certainly outcoached Tommy in this game. The drop coverage against a team like Purdue, I just don't agree with. I think you can get away with it against most college teams. Uh, Purdue is number one in the country in hitting open jumpers. And with drop coverage, you're going to get open jumpers. And Purdue just made them. And it, it just didn't work. And that's why the zone worked. And and that's another thing that I thought was weird. Arizona went to zone. It worked. Then uh, Boswell comes in the game for Bradley. They go to man-to-man. Purdue gets right back up 10, and that's ball game. I thought that was a weird sequence also. Is Tommy the is Tommy the guy? And again, I need to keep paraphrasing this. Tommy is A plus. We're picking nits here. I don't want to go. So save all of the uh <laughs> save all of the hate mail directed towards Jacob Franklin, not me. Is Tommy a, is Tommy somebody who no matter what, how, no matter how certain players plays play, he's going to always play them. I think back to Kerr Creasa last year against uh, Princeton, who was the worst player on the court. And there was never any inkling that he was going to take him out of the game and put in Kylan Boswell, who was better. Last game was kind of the same thing. Kylan Boswell was absolutely terrible. Jaden Bradley comes in. He and KJ Lewis and, and Pella wasn't good either. Um, but uh, both those uh, guys come in, KJ Lewis and uh, Jaden Bradley, and they start uh, forcing some turnovers, get back in the game. They get it to four. They bring them right in and uh, Boswell and uh, uh, Larson back in, and then the game's over. That to me is, I don't want to say a red flag, but it's at least a little concerning. I don't get it. But aren't a lot, aren't most coaches like that? Yeah, but I don't, I guess. Like, like for instance, like even Bill Self, let's say Bill Self, uh, Dwan Harris is having a bad game and he comes out of the game for two minutes and his backup comes in and scores six straight points. I guarantee you Bill Self is still taking that backup out of the game. Does Dwan, let me ask you this though, does Dewan Harris, in my opinion, has some more credits built up than Kylan Boswell. Yeah, but remember, like one Dewan of the, Harris the, led the nation in assists. I know, but the biggest reason, it, it, the biggest reason Kylan, the biggest reason Kirk Crease is not here is because they gave Kylan Boswell the keys. And I think that you're, if if you're benching Kylan Boswell for an entire almost second half of a game against a big team this early in the season. Tommy just does it. Tommy's a very big believer in confidence. And you gotta, you now have more to work on, I think, beyond basketball if you're benching Boswell in that moment. But it's just like Chef Duarte said, the great Chef Duarte. Um, this is Boswell is fine, just had a bad game. Why is it if you listen, Boswell's not playing well? Okay, well, we'll regroup next game. I don't understand the need to have to put somebody back in there that is clearly playing poorly. Yeah, I mean, I look, I uh, I don't you disagree agree with me. Yeah, I agree with you. I'm, I'm just saying, from I'm just playing devil's advocate. I think the other thing also is as good as Jaden Bradley is defensively, uh, he has been a minus offensively. I mean, yeah. you're basically, and I think part of Tommy's like, look, we cut the lead to four, and then they had the possession where Balo missed a shot. They had another possession where I think they turned it over. They couldn't get over the hump. So maybe he thinks, look, Boswell's better on offense. I put him in. Maybe he can hit that bucket and get us over the hump. 
All right. Now, the other thing, and again, there are not many times that we can critique the Tommy gun. We are going to critique the Tommy gun. Um, the other thing I didn't understand at all was force feeding the ball to Umar Ballo, leader of men, down the stretch three straight times. And you could tell that Zach Eady and Purdue were like, okay, um, yeah, let's uh, continue to do that. Um, that to me was also very interesting. Arizona's close. I got a lot better options than Umar Ballo, leader of men, against um, Zach Eady. I think part of that was also that Edie had three fouls. And then I think in Tommy's head, if, if Edie gets his fourth, maybe that changes the game. I don't think Balo played nearly as bad as you did. Like his stat line was perfectly fine against Edie. Um, I think his teammates did him a disservice at times by throwing the ball at the ball. his feet. Yeah. Like, I mean, he got how many passes? <laughs> he had position on Edie, and then they give him a pass at his feet. Like, what are you supposed I'm to do? I'm not blaming that? Umar Ballo, leader of men. Yeah. I am blaming Tom, the Tommy Gun for forcing the ball to uh, Umar three straight times. None of those ball, none of those uh, post ups had any chance of working. Come on. Yeah, I don't disagree. This is, you know what? Sheer is more corporate than I am because instead of saying I disagree, when you say I don't disagree, that's a real weenie way of getting out of it. Oh, Michael Candrea, back the Tommy, back in the Tommy Gun. Would definitely agree with that one. Um, all right, now. There's some good things to come of this. I've apologized many, many times. Um, Sheer will apologize many, many times as well. Caleb Love, Sheer, you look like a total idiot. Um, yeah, but I'm, I, I've turned that around very quickly. I, I never said that I hated Caleb Love. I said I had questions. Those questions were answered very quickly, right? Like every question I had was answered quickly. I never said, oh, my God, this is the end. Like some people – we're like, this is the end of Arizona. I just had questions about it. And he you said you wouldn't have questions. added him. You did say this I wouldn't have. Times. I abs- I would not have. Uh, I was wrong. He's awesome. Right? And we, you see why he's awesome. We can also make fun. All right. Now that we've made fun of Sheer, let's make fun of somebody that's a better target. Hubert Davis. It just goes to show you two coaching. Coaching matters. Tommy Lloyd's not going to let him do what uh, Hubert Davis did. And it just kind of goes to work. Caleb loves a dog, man. I am uh, I am super, super glad that he is on our side. By the way, Andrew Blejo, do not defend Shear here. There is no defending Shear. Do not do it. <laughs> the biggest ahead. thing that surprises me about Love isn't his shooting. He's doing a lot of other things. He's a much better defender. Um, and he didn't defend well against Purdue. Like he did it. I'm not gonna, but right. most games, he's a much better defender than I thought. Uh, his assist numbers, his rebound numbers, he's been – and I think that we found out that when things get tough against good teams, and you said this right away, Keyshaw Johnson and Caleb Love are going to be the two guys that get Arizona over that hump against good teams. Well, because here's the thing. What makes this Arizona team so good is that you've got, in my opinion, those are the two stars of the team. And then you've got a lot of very high level role players. Shout out Jay Mark about Umar Ballo last year. Umar Ballo, leader of men, calling him a role player. He is. But these are high level role players because, again, Kylan Boswell, we you got to have a few questions about him down the stretch in games now. This is uh, There's been a couple times that this happened. Pella, for all he can do. Still cannot dribble the basketball. That will always limit him. And Umar is kind of heavy-footed, but they're all very good. They just have that one real drawback. Caleb Love can get his shot on anybody. Keyshaw Johnson can force his way in on anybody. Those are the two stars, but again, you've got a lot of really nice role players around him, and I think that's why it makes uh, why it makes it work. I loved Keyshaw Johnson early in that game. Purdue said, if you want to shoot threes, shoot threes. And he made them. So he took the two open threes. He made them, and Purdue didn't give him a, an open three the rest of the game. 
he didn't take a three the rest of the game. He just dominated inside. Uh, you know, there's a reason why before the year we both thought he was a sleeper for Pac-12 Player of the Year, and yeah. and he's not he's not going to get it most likely. Um, but he's going to have some games where he he I mean, what do you have? Twenty four and eight right. against that front court. Like he was just awesome uh, against Purdue, and and I would expect the same. I think he's going to have a big game against Alabama and FAU also. All right. Now you might say that Arizona hit the lottery with both these players. Maybe you mean the Arizona lottery. <laughs> All right. Go out and buy your holiday scratchers today. Find a read uh, Taylor, like our good friends at circle K near you at Arizona lottery.com. You must be 21 years or older to play. I got, yeah. Uh, well, let me see. Do we have a Circle K read today? Oh, we don't have a Circle K read, but I'm going to give them a free plug anyways. But first, uh, you can scratch your start at $1, top prizes up to $500,000, and check it out, and game time. Let's say that you can't make it to the game against Arizona, Alabama. Are you going to that game, by the way? Uh, yeah, if they get credentials out. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, I uh, dude, that's a that could be a 930 tip. Sure, very impressive. It will be. It will be a 930 tip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't I don't like that. I will I will be watching it from the confines of the back of the ace studio. But first, game time. If you will say you want to go hang out with Shear, Shear's gonna be pressing the flesh, signing some autographs, kissing the babies. Get game time, and you can get up there and you can meet Jason Shear. It's worth the price of admission. Here's the deal: download the game time app, create an account, and use code PHNX for 50 or for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply again. Create an account and redeem code PHNX for $20 off. Um, all right. Now, uh, I do believe, though, that I still I, I am not dispirited by this game. I am dispirited by the effort. I thought it was somewhat lackadaisical, but I still came away thinking that Arizona is a better team than Purdue and that Arizona is the best team in the country. Do Will they win the national title? I don't know. But overall, I'm still OK with what I saw. Yeah, I mean, it just doesn't really move the needle in terms of what I previously thought about Arizona. I thought Arizona was the top team in the country. I don't see any reason to change my mind now losing pretty much a, a road game against a really good Purdue game. Uh, Purdue team doesn't really bother me a ton. All right. This is my, listen, I have been wrong on Pella Larson. Obviously my bad Pella, the movement will continue, but this is what I still, Andrew Blaho puts it perfectly here. This was the first game all season. Pella was back to the random turnovers. I don't understand why this happens. And they are the most random weird turnovers ever where it's like he forgets that he's out on the court or he throws the ball at Umar Ballo, leader of men's feet. Um, he was credited with five turnovers. It felt like it was eight. I don't know why this happens. He's almost 23 years old, Sheer. Help me. It feels like sometimes he just tries too hard. Like he's forcing the issue and he tries to just force it too much. Yeah. I mean, it, it was pretty blatant. It, it is weird. And it, it shows up. Like the thing is like when he has the one or two turnover games, it's not a big deal, but they'll have these games like, like against Purdue where it just shows up and it's so obvious. And, and the, I, and that, those are the games he has to clean up. And the, I think the thing is, too, is that they're the proverbial pick sixes. They're never turnovers that just kind of, all right, well, the other team got the ball. They always lead to a dunk the other way. Um, BCAT, you've asked this 30 times. We will answer it now, I guess. Um, what does Arizona basketball need to work on? Um, playing harder, being smarter. That was the uh, that's my biggest uh, that's my biggest uh, concern from this game. Just play harder, be smarter. What say you, Sheer? Yeah, I mean, they play hard all the time, though. I mean, I, I don't think effort. I thought communication was a bigger deal than effort. Uh, turnovers and, and, I don't know, turnovers. Yeah. <laughs> 
Turnovers, there, yeah. There was a very, very good point up here by Lost Highway that we need to discuss. The cheating. Now, the referees put points on the board that were not allowed. We were all over this. We knew this was going to happen this year. Um, the only, here's my only problem with the officiating in this game is that they do allow Zach Eady to stay in the paint for eight seconds. It yes. happened. I mean, I guess, is that just the price of being tall? Yeah, it was weird. They actually called it once, which was shocking. Uh, he did get one three in the key. Uh, I just think those are the type of calls where refs just don't call it. They just don't. Like five seconds, they don't really call either unless it's completely obvious. The only call that I watched, I said, good Lord, was the uh, the very clear what should have been a charge on Zach Eady when K.J. Lewis yeah. made the play. And it was like, right. in, in what world was that a blocking foul? Yeah, it uh, just doesn't um, it doesn't make any uh, it doesn't make any it doesn't really make any sense to me. Uh, The KJ charge was definitely an issue. But overall, now here's the cool thing about it. We're moving on now. Alabama and FAU. I expect now again, take it for what it's worth. I expect Arizona to take care of Alabama teams that don't defend against Arizona. I think are in for a rude awakening. I also think that they're catching Arizona at the exact wrong time. Yeah, I mean, it's it's. Alabama's a really weird team because, like, analytically, like, in Ken Palm, they're ninth. They're number one in, in offense, but they're six and four, and they've lost three of their last four games. Um, but they're good. Like, you watch them, and they're a pretty good team. The problem is, like you mentioned, they do not defend in the slightest. Like, they're 105 in defense. Uh, they just – they do not defend. Um, you know, they lost – They look, they, they scored 86 points against Purdue – which is great. They lose. They scored 82 points against Creighton. They lose. I mean, they, right. it's, and, and I, I agree with you. Um, you know, yes, Alabama is trying to get a win, but I just wrong time, wrong place for Alabama. <laughs> yeah. Wrong pl- time, wrong place. By the way, who wins in a game between Arkansas and Alabama later in the season? Alabama. Is that because you're rooting against Muss? No, I've watched Arkansas. I think they suck this year. All right. Oh, we got to make fun of Bobby Hurley for a second. This was not in the show notes, but we got to make fun of him. The great Jacob Franklin, uh, who is uh, conveniently not able to come on the show again today, Jacob Franklin. He was messaging me about ASU with uh, uh, who's the kid that got uh, Frankie Miller, not Frankie Miller, Adam Miller back. And he said, man, he says, we're good now. We got an offense. Um, This is when they're playing TCU. Yeah. (laughs) ASU looks awesome in the first half of that game. Adam Miller opens the game with 10 points. I bet you Jacob was feeling good. Jacob, but it was funny. So I messaged Jacob in the second half and um, I messaged Jacob in the second half and he conveniently is working on the Coyotes production at that point. Not able to see it. This is all I'm talking about. Um, Bobby Hurley, the game, the game's within one point. Bobby Hurley gets a technical, has to be restrained by his entire team. TCU goes on a 13, nothing run before, you know, it. it's a 25 point loss. I love Bobby Hurley, the gift that keeps on giving. Um, and he lost that game for him. It was wild. The team was done after he did that. Yeah, who's the other? Didn't someone else get a tech? I think it was Gaffney got a yeah, tech. Yeah, Gaffney got a tech, right. And but that like, was at least from, yeah, but when your coach is the one that's getting the tech and the well, point. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, in Gaffney's mind, I bet you there's a part of his brain that's like, I can get a tech. My head coach is a maniac. Like, yeah. why can't I get a tech too? Uh, yeah, look, I don't. This is Hurley's worst team, and yeah. I don't know ever, but it's up there. It is not good at all. 
Uh, and, and the biggest problem that Hurley has is he might be the worst coach ever at roster construction. Yes. Like he just takes players. He doesn't think about how they fit together, their strengths and weaknesses. He just takes a bunch of dudes that they just don't fit together. Hurley needs to go. Chef Duarte, I will challenge you on that. I believe Hurley needs to stay. And he, um, by the way, bigger size. I tweeted this out. I think it's a great question. I stole it from somebody. Uh, if you're on here, you can uh, say it. I'll give you credit. What's the biggest, uh, bigger sideline maniac? Bobby Hurley or Mike Stoops? Hurley, by far. Really? Yeah. Her- Here's here's where I'm going to challenge you a little bit and uh, make the case for our guy. Mike Stoops was always on the verge of throwing his visor at the officials. And Mike Stoops, here's the thing. I always felt that Mike Stoops was this close to punching an official, whereas I think Bobby Hurley is this close to spitting on the official. Yeah, the thing with Hurley is Stoops was very good at calming himself down pretty quickly. Hurley needs multiple people to calm him down. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. That's that's fair enough. All right. Now, FAU coming up then as well. I'm very excited about both these games because they're a little bit different. Alabama, you got length. You got athleticism. Um, They're not very good. They don't defend. I expect Arizona to win. FAU has about as good a guard uh, quartet as there is in the country. They've got a lot of nice little uh, pieces. Both these games are awesome to me because the Pac-12 stinks. The Pac-12, this might – we've talked a lot about, about a lot of bad Pac-12 basketball – Arizona's not going to get tested much in Pac-12 this year. No, it's the Pac-12 is bad. Is it too bad? I thought it, you know what? It's what it, I thought it would be better. I really did. You know, I, I didn't think UCLA. We talked about UCLA being overrated, but we thought we'd be better. Oregon can't get healthy. USC is. I mean, this is a big dub for me right now on the Trojans. I, I need big him to win up. some games in conference, man. <laughs> um, it's just bad. Like Washington needed double OT to beat Seattle. Like, I, Arizona should have run through this conference. All run right. Hey, you know, Andre Varis, uh, Shear's going to agree with you on this. I disagree with this. Bobby Hurley or Dan Hurley? Dan Hurley at least knows what he's doing. Yes, he's uh, got an explosive temper. You look at his roster, he knows exactly what he's doing, and he at least doesn't look like he loses his team during games, loses control, even when he's getting technicals. It's a difference to me. Yeah, the uh, Bobby Hurley is a, a way bigger maniac than Danny Hurley. All right. Yeah. We just wanted to put that, just wanted to put that one on there just so that everybody knows. But overall, though, again, I think this team's going to lose like three games all season. Might lose one. Because again, in conference, I just don't know who they are, uh, who they're going to lose to. Maybe Colorado? They'll lose a game like to Colorado or, yeah, they'll lose some, they'll lose one of these road games. Ooh, Do they play at Colorado this year? Um, that's a great question. By the way, KJ Simpson's another loss for you. He's good. I'm looking. They do. They play at Colorado in February. That's probably a loss. Yeah, they could lose that game. Will you, game uh, like do you didn't like KJ Simpson, correct? Uh, no, I still don't really like KJ Simpson. He's good though. He's all right. He's averaging like 25 and five. Uh, we and, shooting like, and shooting like 53% from the field. He's, He's averaging 20 and four. But yes, I know I said 25 and five. Listen up. No, you, said, you said 25 and five. No, I said 20 comma five, five. I want to see what happens when they play a decent team. Although T- he did. Yeah. TLN. TLN is saying, sure, I'll interrupt you as much as I want. Um, The he's shooting like 53% from the field this year. He's not inefficient this year. 
He's yeah. Not. So again, you can't uh, can't go with this. Um, let's see here. Coming in late, Jesse Johnson. Come on, Jesse Johnson. We rely on you. We rely on people smarter than us to make us go. Um, any update on Boswell's health? What say you, Sheer? Uh, I think Boswell was a little knee thing in practice the week. Uh, I haven't heard anything. Uh, Pella's the one I, I can't get an update on Pella, which kind of worries me, but we'll see. All right. Okay. TLN says, I will uh, guarantee you he will be inefficient by the end of the year. We will see, TLN. We will see on that one. We will, I will hold you to that. Uh, but maybe what well, here's the thing like, people are putting in there and they're like, well, one loss. Um, or uh, uh, Arizona is going to run the, uh, there's just no way with that many games, you have to get up for everything as well. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I think Arizona loses a game, maybe two, but that's max two max. Would you agree? Sure. Yeah. They're not going to go undefeated the rest of the year. It's, okay. I, I don't think you were like you. It's what you said. It's not a skill thing or, or how good one thing. You got to get up every single game. It's, it's very difficult to do in college. Michael Candrea, another good point. But first, something even cooler than Michael Candrea. And there are very few things cooler than Michael Candrea. The BetMGM Sportsbook app. Okay, let's say you're like Sheer and uh, you were predicting an Arizona blowout against Purdue. How'd that work? Now, you might say, I'm going to go against Sheer because he's wrong on everything. You would be right on this. Go to BetMGM, sign up for BetMGM, use bonus code PHNX, place your first BetMGM Sportsbook wager through BetMGM Sportsbook mobile app of at least $10. If that bet loses, your bonus bets will be available once your wager is settled. All right, now. Mike, uh, let's break a commitment. Let's break a commitment on your live. On all right, hold on, hold on. Let me hold on just a second. Let me get this read out of the way. I don't want to get fired. And then right. uh, sign up and deposit at least $10 into your BetMGM Sportsbook and receive $1,500 back in bonus bets um, after you place your first wager if the bet loses. Now let's hear Shane Diefenbach with a disclaimer. Link problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Nevada, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-N-Y or text HOPE-N-Y-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico, in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., New York, or Ontario. All right, what's the commitment? Is it Aaron Butler? Uh, no, I, I don't think he's done that one yet. But Jack Jack Luttrell, the safety from Tennessee, uh, just right. made his, his commitment official right, right now. Gabriel Nunez, this was very funny. Fired twice. Everywhere I go. Uh, Jason Shear has fired me as well, this jerk. All right, now. Um, Let's see here. All right, now let's uh, let's talk about this. We're gonna go. We're gonna get back to basketball. We got to talk about Mount Crevis because again, um, you know what? We're all over the place here, as we always are. Let's talk Mount Crevis, and we're going to get to Arizona football. Um, I would like to see Mount Crevis play more. Um, I know that he tries doing some things that don't really make uh, – tried dribbling like 13 times under the basket and then tried to do a pass that would have been picked off by me. I'd still like to see Mount Crevis play a little bit more, Sheer. Yeah, I would too, but that game wasn't for him. It just wasn't. You could tell when he, when he took that dribble – after getting the rebound, even I think you even tweeted awesome. like, you can't dribble there. Like that stuff that he's still learning against tough physical teams, you can't take that dribble. And so it's hard to play him in games like this. He'll learn and he'll play quite a bit as the season goes on. But there's some games where he's just not ready for it. Who's more likely to have the ball taken from him? Uh, Pella Larson with five dribbles or uh, Crevis with two dribbles? Uh, come on. 
uh, probably Creedus. I don't. Th- right. I'll never talk bad about Pell. All right. Okay. Well, either way, uh, Michael Candre, I agree. All right. Now let's talk about some Arizona football. This was a big weekend for Arizona football. By the way, we're going time stamp right here, twenty-eight to thirty-eight. Well, actually, it'll be a little after that. All right. Big week for Arizona football, though. Um, a lot of high-profile people on campus. Let's start. Let's start with the commitment. Obviously, you got Latrell. What do we need to know about Latrell? Because then we're going to get to some really high-profile players that I can speak to. Uh, you know, he's a guy where, you know, when we talk about three stars that you look at the offer list, don't look at the rankings sometimes. Right. Like if it, if you're a three star and you have bad offers, whatever. So if you look at Latrell's offer list coming out of high school, um, you know, he was a three star top 1000 guy, whatever, but Tennessee, who he committed to, uh, Arkansas, Colorado, Notre Dame, like Texas right. A&M, you're, you know a good offer list and he's a guy very athletic was crazy good in high school. Um, they like him. He'll probably be a depth piece, uh, but he's, I think he's, he's legitimately good. And he, I'm totally cool with anybody that Arizona wants because they've shown that they develop these players. Now let's talk about Aaron Butler. He would be the highest rated player in the class. Top 100 kid out of Calabasas wide receiver. One of the fastest players in the entire country um, from an athleticism uh perspective he can go pretty much anywhere he wants there's a couple other issues obviously but he's a really really good football player was on campus and uh he hasn't committed obviously but i do believe that arizona is in very good position with him right now yeah i uh he's a very very good player i think the only thing that really has kept him from committing publicly is that washington is telling him to wait uh it could be a situation where he doesn't sign on Wednesday. Washington signs their class, comes back to him, be like, you know what? We couldn't have a spot. There's ways that Washington is getting him to hold off. Um, and, and even then, I don't know if he's going to wind up at Washington. He's just the type of kid where he's going to look at all his options. And his Arizona visit went well. He likes Arizona. They're legitimately in there. This isn't a situation where it's like, oh, if Washington offers, he's a lock to go there. He's just the type of kid where he's – an early enrollee, he's handling the process the right way. They're going to sit down and weigh all their options. All right. Now, uh, also, with um, uh, you also have a player in Gresham who, uh, wide receiver, top 200 kid, uh, commit or Oregon, uh, Oregon guy. Um, I believe that Arizona has a very legitimate chance at him as well. Um, I like this kind of receiving. Uh, I didn't want to go out and get players in the market that are already established because I think we already have those on the roster. But I do like bringing in some high school kids for depth, and if they do outperform, awesome. Gresham and uh, Butler would both be very nice additions from a skill on-field perspective. Uh, yeah, I mean, Gresham is is – Look, Arizona believes that wide receivers on offense can change games. That if you have a very, very good wide receiving core in college football, let's say the other team has two good corners, well, they don't have a third, right? And so they're going to load up on wide receivers. And if you have the ability to bring in a class with Gresham and Butler amongst, you know, Audrey Harris, et cetera, you do it. And, and it's And you're adding it to the talent early on the field and all of a sudden – you might have the best wide receiver room in the country. 
All right, Joseph, uh, Joseph, very interesting point. We've talked about this before, Sheer myself, Afra. How do we squeeze Butler into the rotation? In my opinion, Green, Riley, and Jones take precedent over him. Exactly. That's why I like this. I think these dudes are ready to rock and roll. I think uh, Malachi Riley and uh, Kevin Green, I think they can both, I think they both have 800 to 1,000 yard potential between them. And AJ Jones has a world of potential as well. I think these guys are ready to take that next step. You bring in Butler, you bring in Gresham perhaps, and then you have a loaded room. I like internal improvement here, Sheer. I think they're going about this the right way. Competition, man. It's always going to be about competition. And I think that people are still looking back at like the Kevin Sumlin, Rich Rod era where there wasn't really competition. You brought in guys to start immediately. And the way it's going to work out is that in the spring, this wide receiver room, beyond T-back is going to be wide open. Like there's no guarantee Montana is going to start anymore. There's no guarantee Kevin Green is going to come in and start. It is going to be an open competition, and the best three guys are the ones that are going to start. My only concern, and I'm going to challenge you a little bit, is this, and again, Jed, just like with Tommy, awesome A-plus job. Jed does play, I don't want to say favorites, but Jed certainly has his players. Now, it started changing a little bit towards the end of the season, but for the first eight games, Montana Lamonius Craig did absolutely nothing and would never come off the field. That is my concern about bringing in players that will not come off, off the field um, if they haven't really earned it, per se. I want to see all – I want the best man to win right here. Outside of T-Mac, I don't think anything should be promised to anybody, Sheer. Yeah, I agree with that. And we did see it change at the end of the year uh, a little bit, you know, with with – Riley and green and we'll see. We'll see. I, I just think that at the end of the day, fish didn't want to take cowing or T Mac that left very limited snaps. Now that's moving a little bit. So let's see how fish handles it. All right. Now DJ Wesselak, what do we need to know about this year? Uh, I think he comes to Arizona. I uh, he enjoyed his visit very, uh, very much. It wouldn't surprise me if he's another one of these guys. Look, Arizona had multiple commitments this weekend. And I wasn't kidding when I tweeted that they were waiting for their videos. Like Bryce Butler committed as soon as he got his video. I think he committed at 630 in the morning. Uh, Jack Lutrell got his video. I mean, it's a possibility Wesselock decides to commit today. Um, I, I would be surprised if he doesn't wind up at Arizona. I think Arizona lands every visitor they had this past weekend. This is going to be a very nice weekend for Arizona. End of time stamp right there, Jacob Franklin, 34-46. Um, all right, now, let's talk about this because people are – Kevin Green, there will be no Kevin Green slander on this show. I believe that Kevin – let me ask you this, Sheer. Right now, with the players on this roster, Jason Shear is the head coach. Head coach Shear with the headset and everything, walking up and down the sideline or pacing up and down the sideline. If you could start three wide receivers next year, from what you've seen, who would those three wide receivers be? Guys on the roster. Yes. P. Mac, Riley, and Green. Take that, Brad Rich. Take that, my friend. We agree entirely. Um, and then after that, I think uh, we we go right there. Mikey Matthews. Uh, Mikey Matthews is a uh, a player that uh, obviously. Uh, where do we stand with him? I actually haven't heard anything with him. Uh, I have a feeling, just based on the way things are playing out. Yeah. Um, I'll let you say it. That it depends on what happens with the other guys. He's being slow played. Yeah, I don't like saying that, but yes. 
Okay. Um, all right, Brad Rich, you lose, we win. Two against one, Brad Rich. Take that. Um, now, defensive end certainly is another uh, uh, another concern, obviously. You're losing Taylor Upshaw. But again, Isaiah Warden, Deuce Davis, big fans of both of those players. But Arizona, I would like to see them add somebody. Um, we'll be interesting to see exactly how that one plays out. There could be a name that we know about. Don't know, but uh, could be. They, uh, they're, not, they, they're not done adding this. And you also need to remember this, folks. Just because you don't get somebody in the portal right now doesn't mean after the spring you can't get it. Well, look, man, uh, like Taylor Upshaw and CO, Arizona added those guys in May. Right. And, and Arizona does that on purpose. They're going to leave a couple scholarships open because what's going to happen is there's going to be players that come out of the spring that right. are not happy with their situation or that graduate and, and won't enter the portal until they graduate. And then other teams that are full, Arizona's going to be like, well, we're not full. And hey, look, after spring football, we have a starting spot right for you. Like they are very strategic in how they do that. But I think the Taylor Upshaw example says it all. Arizona got Taylor Upshaw after – you know, in May, I was trying to remember. Did did Eccles did Eccles come in? I was Eccles came in in December, right? Uh, I think Eccles did, but let me look, Mike. I can look. Can you look this up? Do you have internet access at your house? I have fiber, by the way. Uh, no, Arizona got Eccles January third. Yeah, I thought they did. All right. Um. Also, now, uh, Taylor Upshaw, cool dude. Um, probably wears Shady Rays exclusively for our listeners. Uh, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code PHNX for 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated uh, five stars by over 250,000 people. Shady Rays and Gila River Casino. Robert Griffith, we will get to this point. This is a very good question. Um, Gila, I had no clue where the Gila River Casino was, but when I was backstage leaving the Frank Caliendo concert, <laughs> I uh, I saw the Gila River Casino, and guess what? I uh, decided to stop by. It's got the uh, cool blue little waves on the uh, – do you know where it is, Sheer? Yes, I believe yes. I know where it is. I've never All been right. there. But yeah. Gila River Casino and Resorts, very good stuff. Again, you do you at Gila River Resorts and Casinos. Visit play at Gila.com for more details, an immersive experience. All right, we're going to get back to football in a second, but when Robert Griffith asks a question twice – we will answer. Um, I don't believe that Bradley will start for Boswell just because of the uh, confidence factor that Shear laid out there earlier, but I would like to see more Jaden Bradley. I liked what I saw. Shear, what say you? Yeah, Bradley, they're not changing the starting lineup barring injury. Uh, I, I Just to me, it, Boswell, I like Bradley, but you're, you're really hurting yourself on offense, he just he, he's just not there. Offense. You never liked Jaden Bradley, and you hope he transfers. You've said this many times. Uh, I don't know about the last part, but I I I have been skeptical on Bradley this this whole time. He's been very good defensively, and he's made big shots. He's been the guy. He's made more big shots for Arizona this year down the stretch than Colin Boswell. This is true. Yeah, I would agree with that. All right, everybody out there. Pass the word, Jason Shear, not a Jaden Bradley guy. We got him on the board with Caleb Love. Now we need to get him on board with Jaden Bradley. Shear, this will happen sooner than later. This is correct. Uh, yes, I'm, I'm, and I'm very excited to see how he does against Alabama. I hope he goes and, and drops twenty. All right, oh, Big Bill Norton. We got to talk Big Bill Norton. Kilroy, aka Lithium. I have no Big Bill Norton information, but man, we need BBN back. Um, by the way, anybody out there? Uh. If you do know um, 
If you do know anybody that calls him Bill Norton, make sure that you correct him and say it is Big Bill Norton. We are changing that to his birth name. Sheer, we got to get Big Bill Norton back. Uh, Yeah, no word on that. I'm still trying to find out, but that's my guy. We need him back. We need him back. And honestly, that's another guy. you got to trust these folks in the transfer portal. This guy is 1,000%. Uh, or these guys know what they're doing with the transfer portal. They're not bringing in bums. Like Big Bill Norton, everyone's like, oh, I didn't play at Georgia. Well, <laughs> I mean, Big Bill Norton, leader of men, Big Bill Norton. You agree? Yeah. All yeah, right. Our guy. Um, does Big Bill that's a great question. Is there a way to reach out to Big Bill Norton that isn't creepy that lets him know how much this fan base adores Big Bill Norton? Great question. Mike, everything you do is creepy. So you that's might as true. well just go full Dylan Anderson on him and stalk him or whatever. Hey, 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 I believe that I had a big impact, no matter what anybody says, in the decision to redshirt Dylan Anderson. You well, yeah, you did. You single-handedly once again saved Arizona basketball. Frank Caliendo did not. Uh, Frank Caliendo said I had nothing to do with it. I think Frank is a liar. <laughs> whoa, not, whoa! Yeah, I do not believe it. You can uh, take that, Frank Caliendo. Uh, Jacob, can we put that up when uh, Mike calls Frank a liar, and I'll put it on my Twitter later. Yes, I was going to say Frank Caliendo. No context whatsoever. Yeah, Frank Caliendo, you are a liar. <laughs> oh, Chubb. Chuba Mayor. Chuba Mayor. Is it Chuba or Chuba? I, I'm calling him Chubba. I don't care what you say. Yeah, but but it's weird when these because this is a popular nickname now or name, and now because you hear Chuba and Chubba, I'll go with Chubba. Um, but uh, Chubba May has all the Tucson buffets and shambles. Um, I think he's going to be a night. I don't think he's ever going to start. Obviously, ever he's going to be over one year. I don't think he's going to start, but I do believe that he is going to be a very nice, uh, a, a very nice uh, depth val or value for Arizona chasing shirt. I mean, like the guy's going to be 350 pounds when he reaches campus. Plug him in for 10, 15 snaps a game when you're trying to stop the run and, and you're good. What's your favorite all-you-can-eat buffet? Uh, is there even a buffet in Tucson? Oh, there is. There's a, a, a Chinese buffet down on, um, uh, let's see, it's like Kino and 36th. Everybody out there, help me. Uh, it's very, very good. It's called like Mr. Lin's or something. Ah, what is it? Um, uh, the thing I like is in Vegas. The, it's expensive as crap, what, though. Which one? The Caesars, the, the Caesars buffet is the best, but it's expensive, man. They uh, raise the prices. It's like 80 bucks a person now. You know what? The one I really liked, I, I don't even think it's open anymore, is the Harris buffet. Oh, uh, Golden, Golden Corral. Yes. If it ain't broke, oh. don't fix it. Yavapai Duke for the win. Golden Corral is fantastic. That's not what I was talking about. Sheer, you are a food snob. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. You will not eat at Golden Corral? I have ate at a Golden Corral. Uh, You know, you got to ignore the health code when you walk into that sucker. Well, there's, I think that isn't that the case for most buff all you can eat buffets? There's a Golden Corral right by my house. All right. By the way, G-Rod, what is the name of this place? I think you're right. Park and I-10. It's right off of there. What is this place called, G-Rod? Um, I know what, what you're talking about. Cody would know because Cody used to live right over there. Cody always has the best gas price or always knows where the best gas prices are. By the way, Park and I-10 area right now, Supreme. Yes, yes. Lynn's Grand Buffet. Sure, you've got yeah. to try. It's I've, very I've been good. there. Believe it or not, I've been there. It's good. It wasn't bad. I went there years ago. It wasn't bad. And it's always there's always people in there. Lynn's is oh, very, yeah. very good. For lunch, everyone that works in the neighborhood goes there. 
Yes. Thank you. Uh, G-Rod, you are the man. Appreciate you, dude. Lynn's Buffet, very, very good. Um, Gandhi Cuisine off uh, uh, off India oh, of India is a scare. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I, I can't it? roll with an Indian buffet. I don't I don't I can't do Indian food very much. Yeah, I don't I don't really like it. I don't really like it either. Um, I can I, I see where people would like it. But then I also I, I'm, I don't want to get in trouble. Um, but um, the uh, it's also this one. I've been to this one, though, before it's kind of buried like into a little like sidewall off of uh, um, uh, Fort Lowell and Stone. I know exactly where you're talking about. Um, let's see. Churrasco. Hey, have you been to Churrasco's Deep Brazilian Steakhouse? Is it good? It's not bad. Oh, by the way, people out here, Jason Shear obviously was not born and raised in Tucson, but there is no excuse for this. He has never been to Lucky Wishbone. I haven't. And there's one right by my house, too. Will you uh, reconsider this? We'll see. All right. Isn't now, it like, at this point, don't I have to go all in? What do you mean go all in? I'm just asking you to go once. Yeah, go but like, I'm all in, you know? All right. Uh, yeah, bit of a dice roll. All right. Now, real quick, one more read here, and then we're going to sum up everything. AZ Lottery. Go out and buy your holiday scratchers today. Find a retailer like our good friends at Circle K near you. Circle K, the Circle K on Tank Verde and uh, uh, Kolb. Is that where it is? Or Pima and Kolb? I can never remember which one. Right now, $2.49 gas. Check it out. All, but back to Arizona Lottery, you must be 21 years or older to play. Again, scratchers start at $1. Top prize is up to $500,000. All right, we keep getting Zoom Diallo questions. Um, I don't know, man. Uh, I, I, I got no feel for this commitment or recruitment whatsoever. None. Uh, he is deciding Saturday. I My say, guess is Washington. Right. But when I say guess, I really mean guess. It's not like my educated, like I I don't know. I right. really don't. Know. Right. Uh, let's see here. Bruce goes there. Saying. We didn't. We were actually really. Well, you know, we can't. Uh, was wink. The, oh no, Jacob Franklin. Uh, you did. You did save me on this one. Thank you, Jacob Franklin. Um, wink. Have I told you about wink, Jason Shear? Uh, look, you have, but I can never stop hearing about it. All right. Here's wink. It's a drink with a wink of THC all kinds of good stuff right there right now you can buy these inside of your cannabis uh, Tucson dispensaries all Sunday goods locations and in Tucson a green med dispensary now through New Year's we are running daily specials to count down to 24 together in all dispensary locations that carry our product um, Bruce at five we're going to try to get Bruce on later in the week sure can you come on Jacob Franklin, do you know what day I'm I'm taking off this week? Because it's normally Wednesday. Jacob Franklin, if you could let me know on this one. Um, either way, it's going to be, I think it's, oh, it's Friday. Sheer, can you come on Friday? We're going to try to get Bruce back on. Uh, I cannot. Why? I'll be, driving to, I'll be driving to Vegas, dude. Are you making this up? No, I'm driving to Vegas on Friday because the game's on Saturday. Well, I know, but why can't, well, you can wait till 1130 and then drive. <laughs> Please, you don't mean, I'm leaving at 7 a.m. Dude, you don't even wake up until like 1030, dude. I wake up at 6.30 every morning, and then I go back to bed. You know, now that we have you here, comments, I, I want the comments. You called me at 8 a.m. on Sunday morning. Can people in the comments please tell Mike how absolutely unacceptable this is? What do you mean? 8 a.m. on a Sunday morning. No one can do that. That's against the law. I can't sleep in past, uh, hey, Jacob Franklin's got it way worse than that. Jacob Franklin starts getting texts from me at about, 
6.15 or 6.30. You can text me whatever time you want. Yeah, but you're not going to wake up. Yeah, that's why I said you can text me whatever you want. You oh, cannot no. call Sunday 8 a.m. Good Lord. Yeah. But no, yeah. really, I'll be driving to Vegas. All right. Well, again, maybe uh, – all right, I'll find somebody else. That's fine. Oh, how about – oh, real quick. The Chance Comanche news is wild. Yeah, I mean, I've known Chance, and obviously I haven't talked to her, talked to him in a while, but I, I covered Chance when he was like 14 years old. And you know how like you watch the local news and they're like, I would have never expected it from this person. That's Chance. Like I, I would have never expected this from Chance. Never. Right. Um, by the way, man, it seems like people are agreeing with you on this Sheer. Text is one thing. Call on a Sunday at 8 a.m. is criminal. It um, is. It's insane. No one does that. Michael Kent. Oh, and Kentrea is agreeing with you. They're all agreeing with me. Look at the comments. You can't do that. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, well, you it's know what? One thing, one thing that you do know about me is if you tell me to not do something, I'm going to do it even more. Dude, I need to put the do not disturb Michael Luke only thing on my phone. Is that a possible? Can you do that on a phone where yeah. you just you were for just yeah. one person? Yep. I had a TLN says I had a coworker call me at four one time. Wild. Interesting. All right. Well, anyways. All right. We've done yeoman's work here. Um, <laughs> Sheer, where can they find you? Wildcat Authority, uh, Wildcat Scoop Podcast with Shelby at Jason Shear on Twitter. We're pre-writing the next three days. What signing day is going to be wild. Oh, by the way, T-Burns 826. Mike, call him at 5.30 a.m. on Sunday as he's coming back from Vegas. Hey, listen to my schedule. I'm going to Vegas on Friday and Saturday. I'm going to Flagstaff on Sunday. I'm going to Phoenix on Monday. And then from Phoenix, I'm flying to San Antonio. Are you? Uh, but you're not going up to the game Wednesday, are you? You're not going up. I can tell you're not going up. Well, yeah, I am. So, yeah, I have that. Wednesday, Phoenix, back here Thursday, uh, back Friday to Vegas. Yeah, no, I'm there. I'm everywhere, baby. Hmm. Signing day is signing day is Wednesday, right? Yeah, that's going to be a miserable day. Oh, we I might actually have to do – I'll have to call Jacob Franklin after the show. We might actually have to do something on that one. But, all right, on that note, though – uh, check out these shirts before we sign off. Jacob Franklin, pop this shirt up right here. This thing, these things are going like hotcakes. Jamari Phillips' father is putting these out. Yes. Jamar, Jamari Phillips' father is BTFD, the great James Phillips. And we brought his uncle along board, Jason Phillips, as well, who has now joined the Back the A movement. Um, check these shirts out. Go to gophnx.com or PHNX Locker. You will thank me later. They have sizes for me, Jason Shear. Jacob Franklin or Rich Carrillo. All right. On that note, we're going to sign off for the day, but we will be back with you tomorrow for Jason Shear. All of you guys out there, you're the best. Appreciate you all. I am Mike Luke. Jacob Franklin, you've been listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast.